bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. This, this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And I don't know what happened in our lives, but we have a congressperson on the show today and mm-hmm. it feels like we're about to talk to a goddamn Real Housewife. <laughs> I am, um, you know, this is the day, this is the kind of day and the kind of person where you go... If only I could ask them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if I had five minutes, I know that I could or whatever. Yeah. And I mean that in a positive way because that's the same like with Nance Pelosi or whatever. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to ask the question that no one else asked. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the reality is this is just a person who is doing a job and yeah. does it well and we admire him and, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a person in the actual government We've come a long way. We've come a long way. It's crazy. And I remember when we first started the podcast and when Trump was first president, we would see this guy always on the mm-hmm, news. And mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just crazy. It's just crazy. crazy. It is crazy. But you know what? Like, we're American citizens. Okay. And he is a state representative. That's right. So he should want to talk to us. He should. And it's just weird that, you know, it's like. We go from talking to Dorinda Medley, who's also <laughs> been on the podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to then talking to people. It's, it's We talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. That's what's up. That's These what's up. These have become our reality stars. That's true. And I can't wait. There's certain things that we're excited. There are just certain things that, like reality TV or re- the whatever the shows, like, you know, that you want to know about the environment that he's in that other people definitely will not ask. It's unfortunate that we've been binge drinking so solidly leading up to this interview um our our patreon podcasts have been wow have they been uh, you were fully full-on drunk when we did the patreon last night you know we've just been i don't know why it's like we just i don't know we were decompressing a couple nights ago and it just didn't end yeah you know what i mean yeah so it just i don't know it didn't i didn't mean for it to happen or we didn't it just then it did yeah. You know, I probably meant for it to happen. I mean, it's we have been really busy this past month mm-hmm. and it and I just yeah, we're just we're just going to have to keep do a few consecutive blowouts. <laughs> right. You know, right. until we are through and fully decompressed. Not to mention, I'm like good for so many days. I'm like, woo! I am almost over this hill. I am. I am like, this was hard. It's just hard. This was really hard. But I finally got a groove on. And then, no. No, you don't. You Uh almost did, but you didn't. Did you? No, and I blame this podcast for it, really. Don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it this podcast Mm -hmm. that ruins everything? I guess. But people, people go to jobs. People have real jobs and families and kids. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I would not be able to do it. They get up. I think about my own parents. I think my dad got up at four in the morning. He went to work. He came home, had to deal with our insufferable fucking asses. And they would still, they're making dinner. They're do, And it's just like, and my mom's working and she's doing everything for us and blah, blah, blah. Everything. And then cooking too. Cooking, doing the laundry, cleaning. And still like we're watching TV together. We're doing all the shit. I would... I can't, I'm so, I'm like, I need to sit alone for eight hours now. (laughs) Me too. Or I'm not going to be able to deal. Like, and I'm literally talking about eight hours. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, I had to do, I had to work for a while. (laughs) I have to drink three whole bottles of vodka and yeah, go into a cave. I need to regroup. I'm drained of all my. I'm so drained. Yeah. I couldn't possibly. I mean, I literally um, gotten to a point where it's three, it's like three o'clock rolls around 
And I'm like, oh, I don't know how it can go on. I must lay. I must lay for threat. No, I couldn't possibly talk on the phone. I can't talk on the phone. I can't get things done. I like yeah. lose all momentum. I'm, yeah. I'm so tired. I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's our mental health. I don't know. But either way. Yeah, it's I the give it up. The mental health journey we're on. Well, we're mental health advocates. I give it up to my own parents. Oh, I want yeah. to say I see you. I acknowledge you. I appreciate you. I thank you. I had a whole and in my and of course in those things you go into a fucking your emotions and your feelings and all of a sudden in my mind I'm thinking about how my mother took me shopping and I never thanked her enough. Like I'm like, uh, <laughs> and you know I know, I mean? and I'm all thinking about is like my mom would be like. Huh, my mom would like run out of things to make. Like she'd be like, "Oh, I'm so sick of everything I make. I make spaghetti, you know, like make spaghetti, make tacos, mm. and then I'll go all through my mom's thing of all oh, she cooked." Good. And I'd be like, and then she'd get like, "How much thought and energy she have to put into like cooking for our mm-hmm. ungrateful, fucking lazy, <laughs> lazy ass? I mean, lazy asses." Yeah, no, yeah, spaghetti meatballs does sound good though. Mm, that actually, sounds I know. Really mom, good. when was the last time you made spaghetti? <laughs> I get curious. I'm like, my dad, he gets it all now. <laughs> a dick. Well, you get cooked for. That's right. I sure do. <laughs> now, we were going to do a show in Georgia. We were in to- Atlanta. tossing around the idea mm. of doing a show in Atlanta. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I just want to say. Uh-huh. I talked to 20, if not more, if not a little less, venues in Atlanta. And not one could work. So I don't know what the hell. I really don't. Yeah. I've never, I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's, I would say, is it my breath? But we're not like in person. Right. So I don't know what the prob is. It just, there was no, it just, there was no good fit. It's strange. And then the, whatever was a good fit was booked. Booked. Or. Booked. Solid. They've so. also got a strange way of getting back to. It's just a different. It, the, There's whatever. no urgency. Yeah. I can tell you that yeah. there is a new yet <laughs> urgency. Okay, and uh, I just I don't know. Maybe that's just how we're doing biz in Atlanta, and we just need to know that we need to book things a year in advance or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because a months need to go by before a, a phone call can be returned. So I don't know. So it's it's the writing is appearing to be on the wall. Unforge. Um, you might have like a few places you try to do, mm-hmm. but you know. For everyone who was all excited, for for, for the three people <laughs> the that, that were yeah that were excited, mm-hmm. people Ken Hood helping us. Oh my God! It's all Ken, just, and I want you to know. I li- speaking of Ken, I went through your whole list. I contacted every single one of those on the list, and if they were not booked, they just were never. They just ignored. There's also that problem too of being fully ignored. Yeah. Which is, that's never really happened before either. So they might just have a different nightlife industry there, like live show. Yeah. Like, cause mm-hmm. we're just, we come from, obviously, here in the L.A. area. It's like, people are on that shit. Everybody needs their quans, honey. The- <laughs> Although, no, well, we can book you at 2 p.m. We do 3 p.m. We got three shows. You can do what you can do before that. We'll book you at midnight. Exactly. I mean, they'll never shut the fucking bar down uh, just to keep making money. Right. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, the few places that that was a possibility, it just wasn't a good fit. So... You know. We don't want to do a show at 4 p.m. And we right. want to we there's a few things we like. We want to raise stage a little. We don't want to be level with it. It's just easier. We've been we've done we've done this enough times to know. And and mainly we also need a place for um, the meet and greet at the end. We don't have this goddamn drug den bulletin board. <laughs> the reason we have this board is so that we know you when we see you mm-hmm. and anybody who comes out. We want to. You know, we want to say hi, and mm-hmm. we have to be able to have a place to do that too. Yeah. So they're all the 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 the, the stars did not align, but it's you know, fucked up. I so fucking well, love Atlanta. I know it was gonna be so perfect. I know we're gonna try a couple more, but we're slowly letting the slowly letting the yeah the dream go. I'm just focusing on all the work we don't have to do, and also how I hate live shows. <laughs> well, then there's that. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I yeah. was, I'm sad not to see a drag queen do sweet transvestite. Well, but this is just means that we're going to have to f- pick. We're going to take all the time you want. I wanted Ken Hood to do his gay guys mm-hmm. and their feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, our jizzy gay husband, Richard, was going to ah, be there for everyone. Extreme loads now. Now he's extreme loads. Extreme loads. He was just loads before. Um, Richard, we want to anoint you now with extreme loads. I know for sure Carrie Pope would have come because it's right like 
it's right it's right by south carolina all that like north carolina you know what we will get to atlanta we'll get to atlanta we will it's not dead it's just on hold and maybe we'll do someone we'll, we'll interview someone from southern charmed or something too yeah who knows we'll get well maybe we'll get thomas ravenel even though he's problematic uh, and rapey but he yes. was in politics exactly <laughs> That would be great. That would be great. And people would be like, um, actually, that's not great. He raped his um, housekeeper. And we'll be like, Ooh. we didn't know that, but we do still want to interview him. <laughs> I don't know what he did. It was something along I don't know what lines, he did either. Allegedly. But if it was something like that, why not? We could ask about it. I have no problem with that. Me either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors. Lower the blinds. Machine and put on your heels because I know exactly what we need. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die, turn, work. Jojo and Kiki. We are going to serve and work and turn and hunt, hunt, honey. Okay, so the big news for Jojo and Kiki this week was the debt ceiling vote in the Senate. So we've been talking about JoJo's big infrastructure package for months. And it should have passed already and been a done deal. But the piece of shit twins, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, have held it up and cock-blocked it for clout. In the meantime, the clock ran out on the debt ceiling vote. So basically, the debt ceiling is exactly what it sounds like. It's the credit card limit on the federal government's black card. <laughs> Congress votes on the budget, and Congress votes on the debt ceiling. There shouldn't even be a fucking debt limit, since we always reach it, and then we have to vote to raise it every other year. The whole thing is a needless headache. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. Democrats helped Republicans raise the debt ceiling three fucking times under President mm. Trump. It is what it is, and any drama coming from Republicans about the federal debt is pure bullshit political theater. Yeah, Congress has voted to raise it over a hundred times since the 60s. But now Senate Minority Leader Mitch McCockblock is using the debt ceiling vote to top from the bottom. Remember, Democrats only have one more bill that they can pass with just 50 votes. And they want that bill to be the human infrastructure bill. Republicans do not want the human infrastructure bill to pass. So they're trying to force Democrats to use up their last 50 vote opportunity on raising the debt ceiling. It's such fucking horseshit. I can't even deal with myself. I like it. It's a, it triggers a weird control mm -hmm. issue where you're like, motherfuck. Yep. The only other time the government has been this close to defaulting on our payments was, of course, also the Republicans <laughs> back in 2011 and 2013. But when they threatened to default, all hell breaks loose in the economy. So imagine it's just like a regular loan. If you don't make your payments, then your credit tanks and no one else will loan you any money. The threat of defaulting ripples through Wall Street and the financial markets and could kick us into a recession. The U.S. has never actually defaulted, which is why we can easily borrow money and get very low interest rates. Losing that would be really bad. Take it from me and my own personal <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, and not only is it terrible for our international policy and relations, holding the federal budget hostage also means no salaries for anyone in the federal government, including the military, no social security payments, and no Medicare. Anything the federal government pays for will not get paid. The Republicans know that, and they want it all to fall on the Democrats. In the last month, they have said they will not vote to raise the debt ceiling, even though Treasury Secretary Dammit Janet Yellen said that the money to cover the current payments would run out by October 18th. Republicans were trying to hold out, but Democrats called their bluff and said, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and it's been a nail biter all the way up until last Thursday when Mitch McDickface caved and got 10 other Republican senators to join him. And they voted with the Democrats to do a temporary raise to the limit, which will get us through to December. Ted Cruz, who is a piece of shit, fair faced <laughs> senator from Texas, mm. was pissed off at Mitch McCockplock for agreeing to do the temporary stop to the debt limit which basically saved the country from financial disaster, Ted. He's just so lame. Ugh. After the vote, he gave a long-ass speech on the Senate floor where he said, We were on the verge of victory, but we turned that victory onto defeat because of a strategic mistake by our leadership. Okay, so that was clearly about Mitch McBitch, but then doubled down and said Chuck Schumer won this game of chicken. And why are you playing chicken with the fucking economy, Ted Cruz? Mm. Why are you playing chicken with Social Security? Why are you playing chicken with military family salaries? You're a rotted fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah. Take your rotted fucking chicken game and go fuck off. 
Uh, after the vote, Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, I like to think of him as my tan grandfather. That's right. He's so tan Grand- all the time. Grandpa Chuck. Mm-hmm, Grandpa Chuck. Also did a speech where he basically called all of the Republicans rotted cunts and told them to cut the shit. He said, Republicans played a dangerous and risky partisan game, and I am glad that their brinkmanship did not work. What is needed now is a long-term solution so we don't go through this risky drama every few months. That speech really pissed them all off, which was great. <laughs> Bigoted supercunt and closeted <laughs> dick lover Lindsey Graham was also annoyed at Mitch McFuckface. Lindsey Graham is a Republican senator from South Carolina who everyone despises, but I do want to take this moment, ma'am, meow, to update our 14 listeners okay. and let them all know that um, I still love Lindsey Graham <laughs> more than ever, actually. Yeah. I mean, I've missed seeing his face. Yep. With Trump gone and then and then with Corona, it's like Lindsey Graham just has I just haven't gotten to see mm-hmm. my boo at all. <laughs> and I mean, we watched his entire speech. Ugh. And even though he, you know, he's he I don't know if it was in the middle of the night or if he's still if he's got the long haul COVID or what, because he did get Corona. Remember, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know what the deal is. He seemed a little his energy was a little low, was low, but I was, was still low. feeling the love very, very strongly. Yeah, I, for feel, my boo. I love him. He might maybe he was going through like a, a missing his boyfriend, John yeah, McCain, because oh. that was the, I, oh, we yeah. think that he was like yeah. the love of his and life. And that was when they would do their late night Senate. Right. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there could be something there. Just he's just feeling like a love loss, maybe. Well, he said in his speech, his low energy speech, I can understand why Democrats don't want to use reconciliation for the debt ceiling because politically it would be tough. But I don't understand why we as Republicans are folding here. <sighs> Supposedly, Mitch McPeace of shit folded, quote unquote, because Chuck Schumer and the Democrats in the Senate threatened to get rid of the filibuster so they could raise the debt ceiling themselves. And once the filibuster is gone, all bets are off, biatch. They can pass the human infrastructure, the physical infrastructure, the Voting Rights Act, the police reform bill. They can codify Roe v. Wade and every other fucking thing in Republicans' nightmares. So we got to hand it to Chuck Schum. That motherfucker took a page out of Nance Pelosi's book, and he is done playing with these tools. Yeah, Grandpa Chuck Schum. Uh, Mitch McConnell, for his part, refused to be shamed by Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham or by Chuck Schum. You know he's never going to admit he got owned by the Schumster. No. But he did. He really did. And he was so pissed off at the speech where Chuck Schum basically called them all rotted cunts and said, cut the shit, (laughs) that that Mitch McConnell wrote a letter to Joe Biden on Friday where he went off on the whole thing. Like the letter is like, dear daddy. I mean, seething, seething in the letter. He wrote last night in a bizarre spectacle. Senator Schumer exploded in a rant that was so partisan, angry and corrosive that even Democratic senators were visibly embarrassed (gasps) by him and for him. In light of Senator Schumer's hysterics and my grave concerns about the ways that another vast, reckless, partisan spending bill would hurt Americans and help China, I will not be a party to any future effort to mitigate the consequences of Democratic mismanagement. Oh, my God. Um, wow. I think Mitch McConnell's such a good writer. I he's think a really good writer. A great speech writer. But they're so mad, and he's so mad, because all the the main, you know, Republican piece of shit stars, like Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham, they were all against Mitch McConnell's decision. But Mitch McConnell knows he cannot lose that. He cannot lose the filibuster, or they're fucked. Mm-hmm. So now he got had to get owned by Grandpa Chuck. He looks like the tool he is. Had to write the letter to Daddy. He's furious. <laughs> And he's basically saying it's not going to happen again in December. Right. He's such a hypocrite. I can't stand him. I really. Oh, he's the worst. He's he's. I will literally I would marry Ted Cruz before I I like like Ted Cruz. That's I despise Mitch McConnell. Like, I hate Ted Cruz. I think I can't even muster the feelings for Ted Cruz that I feel for Mitch McConnell. The oh, no, the violence. Yeah. Well, basically, all they did on Thursday was kick the can down the road to December. Nothing really got solved. Democrats have to kick the fucking negotiations into high gear and get the goddamn human infrastructure bill up for a vote before December. The Republicans aren't going to vote to raise the debt ceiling again. No, no. Well, we just found out that our congressman has to reschedule for next week. So that means we're stuck talking about Trump because he's back again. 
<sighs> At the end of the day, we'll always have fucking Trump. He's back. He's back. I'll tell him right away. He's back. He's back. A monumentous day. Send somebody down to greet him. Who'd have thought I'd finally meet him? He's back. back. Who's back? The founder of this place. A gog. A gas. No one's ever seen his face. He's a genius of business. Is there no limit to his wiseness? It's pronounced wiseness. His return was inevitable. He's way too hungry for attention and validation to stay on the golf course at Vitiligo. But now that it's happened, ugh, just... Yep, Donald Trump has returned to the Republican limelight with another MAGA rally this past weekend in Iowa. And we shouldn't even be talking about it. (laughs) But our congressman canceled, Uh only to be rescheduled for next week. So, you know what? It's just fate. We've got we've if Trump is in our theme song, we're going to sometimes we're going to talk about Trump. Listen, we can't be like the view. All right. We can't be like the view and pretend he doesn't exist with 70 million people who are in a cult. I mean, he exists. We have to fucking deal. We have to deal with it. Look what happens when you don't deal with things. Push things under the rug. You put things behind the wallpaper. You put (laughs) things under a stair. And what happens? They fester. They they smell. They turn into fruit flies. They turn into fruit flies or dead mice or dead things. Yeah. And that's not good. Well, Trump's been on his revenge tour going to the home city of every congressman who voted to accept the election results. It's the it's the revenge tour he promised. On January 6th, he sat there with one of his hooker slut assistants and made them take note of every single congressperson who went against his bullshit fraud that the election results were rigged. And then later, during the impeachment trial, he made a note of every congressperson who voted to impeach him. Right. And then he vowed to go to each city for those who were up for re-election and do a rally for their opponent. And that's just what he's been doing since June. He's been having his rotted Cracker Jack rallies <laughs> all over the Midwest and Middle America. And each rally, Meow Meow, mm-hmm. brings us closer and closer to a civil war. So this is a little clip from Meet the Press. Okay. But we're gonna be we're gonna be people's couching this rally. <laughs> we're not gonna play the whole rally because it's so <laughs> gross and just it's we can't. It's we don't we don't even deserve that fate. But <sighs> this is what really got me was this clip from Meet the Press because this lady mm-hmm. I really. I'd, I, I, I'd like to find her. <laughs> okay. We're not going to take it anymore. Ugh. I see a civil war coming. I do. Lori, <laughs> I appreciate your, 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 forth, your foresight there. I see a civil war coming. I do. In my crystal ball made of shit. I look through it and I'll tell you, you know what? At this point, I'm, I'm, I, I, I think I can't Lori's say, right. Yeah, I think Lori's right. And I can't say that I don't want it to happen. And just like the regular civil war that killed something like 600,000 Americans or six million, something crazy. There was like a, it's like the biggest death, death of all the wars in the world is the civil war. And you know what? Uh, this is not, I don't even know if it's controversial to say. I hope they all get killed. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what to if, tell if you. If there's a civil war, I don't understand because I don't know about history. So, like, does that mean we go, it's like Karens against the Karams or no, what? I, like, I think what, that, are, what? How does it go? I think what would happen is that the people who are like the Trump people, all the Trump people. Yeah. Even if it's whoever went to the January 6th thing. Yeah. All, all of people, them. All those QAnonis and all, all the All the QAnonis, everybody with their militias, everyone in their weird places with their guns and their Proud things. Proud boys. Proud boys. Q boys. Okay. A boys. So that's not S my question. Boys. Is it now... We're proud girls. No, we, How does well, it work? well, we could, we could, but we wouldn't. It wouldn't be official. It would be there'd be the military, which would be the regular, which would be the government, because that's what the civil war is. The civil war is, at least for my opinion, the civil war would be QAnon Trump against the government. But a lot of the people in the military are with the QAnonies. Well, they would have to secede from the military and go with the QAnonies. But they wouldn't, and just like January sixth, they just stand back like it's cool. Go on in. I think at that point, then, if we're in a full civil war, the other people in the military shoot them in the fucking head. And then do we have extra people like who go, I'm going to go join up so we can fight these motherfuckers? I think there's extra people who don't officially join up, but 
take their gun. Okay. Like if I wanted to, yeah. I could go run to the side when I see the battlefield you're and like, shoot a bunch a of QAnons. Let's go. <laughs> right. And then you're up in like just a ragtag uniform. Like, right. no, I'm with you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm normal. No, this fits in. I'm in a tree. And like, why is there a 60 year old lesbian next to us? <laughs> Riding on a Vespa <laughs> <laughs> with a bat and just like a gun that I found. Yeah, it would be like that. It would be like that. So that's okay. why I well, think I'm into that. That's why I keep But thinking. I don't trust the military. I think a lot of the no. military are, by and large, the military is going to be super Republican because they're always in their defense money and blah, blah, blah. They're all indoctrinated. And now we know from January 6th, it's, it's cops and military and all those people. They're, they really, they're, they're, they're Trumpers. You know, they are. So it's kind of a little bit scary. And I know because we did all the research for the, the poor kids that died, you know, in a, that last day in Afghanistan or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people's like parents were are Trump people. Yeah, I mean that's that is I guess the risk. That is a very good question. But I do tend to believe just like we learned with Alexander Vindman that they're more than anything they shut up and press play or whatever he said. He's like they shut up and they color. They're told to do what oh. they're supposed to do and they do it. So unless someone's really really activated or yeah whatever to go against their chain of command i'm so dumb know. about history that i literally thought the north had their own army and the south had their own army well they I thought there was like real army well they well that they did i mean they did but the south put together their own i didn't ever realize that gu- they put together their own fake well they people call it what the, in my, uh, it's not it wasn't they weren't real they put yeah, together their I own that they were. military so basically it's just like a bunch of proud boys it's a bunch and of like, proud we boys got a flag we made this flag we're doing us we're military too yeah i mean i think technically that that would a uh, historian would agree with that because it was they were part of the fucking united states then they went and did their own thing they made their own costumes they made their own flag yeah and then they put together they got their own general and they were like no he's gonna be confederate flag right? that's the confederate mm-hmm. flag and now i now we want this guy to be president we don't believe in your president and so Trump is that exactly guy like now and they he'll have General Flynn and General Flynn will take his people. It's incredibly and alarming. It's incredibly alarming. Yeah. Well, here are all of the people who are going to join up with the Proud Boy militia for the Civil War. They are all at <laughs> Trump's rally that he did in Iowa. And it's. um, They're gross. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of people too, Memo. It's a lot. I know that's what's so. That's why I feel like anyone who says we shouldn't talk about it or pay attention, it's like you're not paying attention then, because this is a lot of people. Say something for us. You want to say something? America's ah. dying for local offices. It's the only way we are going to save America. We yeah. run locally. You on a local office sounds strong. <laughs> Strong. You know, she's 100% right. And we talk about that all the time, about having to get out and get involved. It's in the way we're going to save America. We got to hey, run. Hey, hi, my name is Marjorie Feinstein. <laughs> I'm running for a local office. For which part? I'm running for a local office. I don't need you to take your conspiracy to make it on me. I'm running to save America. And when I, I mean, say America, you guys know that we have a viewer that's very close with us here at Wake Up America. She Wake decided to take America. matters into her own hands and start running for the local school Wait. board in her area. Uh, and, and that's what we need. And you're going to hear that a it's lot. Karen's from- on the school board, just <laughs> a nightmare. Because we have attack of the fucking Karen's on the school board. <laughs> expect everything underneath it to change. We've got to build it right from the ground up. The level of white <laughs> genocide that needs <laughs> to go. Uh, things really quick. Joe yeah. Biden's approval rating sitting at about a 35%. Do you think that's an actual approval rating or what do you think that Or is that a lie be? just created in my, in my own mouth? Zero. I think oh. you're probably right. I think it probably is zero. What is the number one thing Joe Biden has done to this country that's getting you the most right now? Taking the uh, uh, troops out of Afghanistan. Mm. He's a traitor. <laughs> a traitor. Well said. Well said. Well said, oh, sir. God. He's wearing a shirt, a red hat, says Trump. A shirt that says, I stand for the flag. I kneel for the cross. Ew. There's a lady behind him. No teeth. She's just like, where are you? Come on, come on back here, Daryl. Daryl, come on. Don't talk I'm- to Wake Up America. Daryl, I want to say something right now. I want to talk about taking back America. Okay, can you name five, name two things that Joe Biden has done that are really taking the country down? Sure. Uh huh. He's tired. He's dementia. He's dementia. And those are two main things that we can't have. 
and Afghanistan was a travesty and a treason because we've been yelling about getting our troops home and then he did it <laughs> and we were mad because it was very messy and it was wrong to have taken them out because he did it and we didn't really want them out and also where's Afghanistan again exactly so this time, Trump is in Iowa to endorse Chuck Grassley, who's Ew. a slimy 88-year-old hypocritical turncoat <laughs> cracker barrel cunt who claimed that he was retiring. He talked a ton of shit about Trump after January 6th. Yeah. Then I don't know, the Republican Party or McConnell, I don't know who got to him. Somebody, uh, an operative, got to him and blackmailed him into running again because clearly they can't risk losing his seat to a Democrat. Right. And he's the Iowa dude. So here we are, like he'll be 90, <laughs> just fucking, and Trump is in Iowa to lick Chuck Grassley's balls mm. and make the Iowa morons vote for, because they, because they hate Chuck Grassley. Right. They don't like Chuck Grassley because he said one bad thing about Trump right after January 6th. So now he has to drag his ass out there and be like, I'm not mad at him, everyone. So this is what the rally is for. We're not going to play any of that fucking shit about, I'm not going to have the clip of Chuck Grassley because I can't stomach it. As we gather tonight, millions of Americans are realizing that Joe Biden and the radical left have brought our nation to the brink of ruin. There's never been anything like what has happened. Never. Wow. After just nine months Crazy. of Biden, Violent criminals and bloodthirsty gangs are taking over blood our streets. Bloodthirsty gangs. <laughs> you can't even walk outside because of the bloodthirsty gangs. Inflation is taking over our economy. Uh-huh, right. China is taking over our jobs. They the are? You mean where you make all of your products? He literally had an entire pandemic take down the country. <laughs> yep. During his presidency, mm -hmm. like we nothing we've ever seen ever. And he's <laughs> right. saying this is what we've never seen ever. Okay. And they all believe it. Believe it. They all believe it. We are so fucked. So in addition to positioning himself for his presidential run round two in 2024 and trying to maintain his hideous hold on the Republican Party through the midterms in 2018, he also needed to make sure he completely lied to all those mind-controlled MAGA morons about the Biden infrastructure plan. He droned on for over 35 minutes just on the infrastructure bill alone. One, I said, why is that? Why do they do that? Because they want to keep people from going and voting. It's called suppression. There's suppression polls. They should be illegal. But basically, it's the fake news. Oh, you have a lot of people there. Fake news. It's the fake news. As we speak, Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats in Congress are trying to ram through a $5 trillion wild Spending binge that costs more than the entire sum the United States has spent on any war in the history of our country. Not only is this the largest spending bill of all time and the largest tax hike of all time, this monstrosity so dangerous for our country and so bad for children and grandchildren to come, <laughs> this monstrosity is a bill to Stupid. end America as we know it. It's so bad. And the Republicans have to stay strong. You have to stay strong. Strong. You have to fight. Bring our country back. It's a socialist transformation bill. It's an open borders bill. It's an American energy destruction bill. First time ever we had energy independence. <laughs> lie. Now they're calling Full lie. Russia and other countries Please send us some oil, will you? Please. We were finished with that. We had more, by far, when I left office, we had more energy, we had more coming in, we had more <laughs> oil and gas than Saudi Arabia by far, than Great. Russia Let by us be far. Saudi Arabia <laughs> part two. Them, yeah, asking if they'd help out. In Alaska, they killed Anwar. They've been trying to get it since... Ronald Reagan. Oh no, Anwar. What it. about Gigi and Bella? And I got it. <laughs> what about Anwar <laughs> Sadat? <laughs> what? That's right. For many, many years, for decades, and now perhaps the biggest drilling site anywhere in the world, as big as Saudi Arabia. And now you know what they did? They terminated it. Lisa Good. Mikowski, the Arctic National really Wildlife Refuge. That's Anwar. 
in case you didn't know. It's an illegal race-based discrimination bill. It's a corrupt elections bill. Oh, wait till you look at it's what... It's like, a, talk about throwing spaghetti on the wall. It's like, it's a race-bait bill. It's a corrupt <laughs> yeah. elections bill. Yeah. It's an open borders right. bill. It's a destroy yeah. America bill. It's, it's like bad the, for the children. It's bad for the, the air. It's bad for the grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. It's bad for their children. It's bad for the aliens' children. It's, it's just keep trying it and, just, and yet all these people believe it because oh, they like, want to they, they, and they are they're like dogs for a dog whistle like open borders fuck that like <laughs> the elections aren't bad enough and corrupt enough it's a bankrupt medicare bill there we go. it's a bankrupt uh, social security there bill we go. Uh-huh. bankrupt both of them it's a bankrupt it's a naked other power one grab. naked power grab oh, a naked power grab biden and pelosi and kamala harris Ooh. hasn't she done a great job on the border just like every Kamala Harris and the border, two things that just make them go crazy. And oh, they can't take is it. In there too. And Omar, how about Omar? Omar, old Omar. Omar. And you know you're gonna get into any time Bernie Sanders comes up. She Socialism, fascism, like radical leftism. Yeah. Oh yeah, the radical left. Is and destroyed. Umar, Umar doesn't love the country. From their mother's womb right up until the moment of birth. And in fact, killing babies even after birth. You saw that? Killing babies after birth. In Virginia, with birth. the governor of Virginia, after birth. <laughs> in the Republican <laughs> Party, we believe that every child is a sacred gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're an immigrant, yeah. you're gay, you're after you're born. You want anyone, critical race theory. You want, yeah, you want education of any kind. You, I mean, I, I don't you There's no. A, you're not. You're not a gift from anyone if you're right across that wall. That's right. The Democrat Socialist Bill also includes a 1.3 billion dollar payoff to the fake news industry. These people, but we're giving them money. Well, what is this about? This they is something we just it. can't seem to. I really want. I'm trying to fact check this one. Reporters, truth. They don't report truth. Saying the bill subsidizes the lamestream media can't so. be true. Can't be true. <laughs> Say it isn't so. I don't understand what that is. So, um, They're all going out right now. They're going to buy a new car. God. Nice one, too. Meanwhile, I love the nice nuance of too. his lies. The nuance of the lies. Like, you're, you're now making up that a bunch of reporters are going to buy new cars. That's just a made-up <laughs> right. thing. You just made that up. Right. And with all their money they're going to get. And then you're going to add on the detail of, and it's a nice one, too. But it's none of it's true. <laughs> just literally none of it's true. Okay, so I found, and this is on the Washington Times... Which is the grain of salt times. The grain of salt times. The Democrats push for $50,000 per year journalist tax credit sparks GOP media collusion accusations. Democratic effort to include a special $50,000 per year journalist tax break within President Biden's $3.5 trillion spending package have sparked accusations of media collusion. What kind of 50? They all get a $50,000 tax break? I make a hundred thousand a year, and I'm getting a fifty thousand tax rate. Isn't that great? It doesn't really make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense. And they love, they love putting out these fake stories that aren't real that nobody's following up on. Like nobody's up in the Washington Times. Like, all right, lawsuit time. <laughs> I always see one weird notation on like a, the Fox News <sighs> website that right. well, I'll be like, this isn't a true story. Isn't true. This bill is a. Sinister combination of job-killing tax hikes and woke fascism that will destroy our nation. And to think that we had 11 Republicans go along with an extension. Headed up by Mitch McConnell. Can you believe to think that? They, Mitch McConnell. they decided to let your families in the military get paid. <laughs> you know what it does? Exactly. So it gives the Democrats more time, two months, gives them more time to figure it out. They can now have two more months to figure out how to screw us, okay? okay. That's what they did. Okay. They improved it. And they, they should be ashamed it. of themselves. The radical Democrats will lower... <laughs> The final price tag to try to fool the public. Radical Democrat. They'll oh come God. in and go, oh, we don't want the five. Because it's really five. It's not three and a half. Also, it's not an infrastructure bill. It's 9% infrastructure. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> the bill is a sinister combination of job-killing tax hikes and woke fascism that will destroy our nation. My mouth. Um, 
fascism is a form of far right authoritarian ultra nationalism characterized by dictatorial power forcible suppression of opposition and strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe now you're saying to me that fascism is a part of the democratic way of being that everything that's going on is fascist when if I may um Talk about authoritarian ultranationalism, QAnon, characterized by dictatorial power, Trump, forcible suppression of opposition, exactly what they're doing. Like, they are, I've never Im- imagined, or I've never have lived through, or I've never thought that I could, I, I, I never thought that, uh, oh, gas gaslighting, that's what it is. And but we, they're it, taking there's what- There's never been so much gaslighting as there have been since trump and it it what it does is it does make people crazy right it does yeah uh, and well, it's I making say us crazy us, it, like me and you everyone our side gaslights too but it what happens is that you go insane that's what it's for they tell you you're crazy for feeling what you feel and seeing what you what you see but what you see happening isn't what's happening it's just constant gaslighting right 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 well that right. rotted racist little ditty we know <laughs> came straight from the mind of steven sack of ass for Miller. sure for sure and we should and shall never forget the time when you got steve <laughs> on the phone mm. and told him you were calling from dem gay politics and he hung up <laughs> Oh my god. It's Steven. <laughs> this is Steven Miller? Yeah. Hi, Steven Miller. My name is Julie Goldberg. I'm the host of the Politics Podcast. We're out of LA. I was wondering if you'd be interested or have time. <laughs> oh my god. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans, the virtue signaling half-hypocrite Democrats, the Facebook executives who are currently killing humanity, the corporations currently killing the planet, the coronavirus currently killing the economy, (laughs) the massive oil spill currently killing all the sea animals off the coast of Southern California, the massive wildfires currently killing all the wood animals in the middle of Northern California, or the half a million homeless people in America who are currently killing the vibe of everyone driving by. And that's just here. Not to mention uh, Haiti, Ethiopia, the Northern Triangle, the Middle East, Pakistan, North Korea, Russia. There's so much shitty shit going on out there, Mau. Mm-hmm. We need your So There's That story to help us make sense of it all. God. Well, um, I just want to say trigger warning for anyone who... Um, there's going to be just some foul language. So Too I just want to say trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> and it will have to do with bodily fluids of all kinds and i am in a full rage so Mm. just so everybody knows that um just so you can not listen or fast forward or whatever all right if you're still here i just want to say i know that last week i got a little gushy about gavin newsom um in california and i really did try this week to find something that wasn't like as face suckery to our governor and the state i claim as my home but i'm sorry again I, we got another California, got, so there's uh, that. We got another California, so I just—that's all there was. Yes, yes. I hate to be this person, but I guess I'm this person. Bitch, be loving California. What can you do? I'm sorry, I'm loving <laughs> California. Yeah, yay. Now I'm going to speak to the menstruators out there and those who love us. So basically, that should be everyone on the planet. You know what I mean? You got half the population blading, half the population not. Okay. Okay. But the other half that's not should love the, the other half that is, right? Okay. Wouldn't you say? Okay. But now I'm going to talk to the ones who do the bleeding. Imagine you're 13, you're sitting in home at class in white pants, and then blam, you get your period. What? You're not ready. You don't have a pad or anything. That doesn't, that only has happened to you and then in movies. (laughs) 
I mean, honestly. Like, I'm right. like, oh, God, when I see the movie, I go, oh, God, this is so unrealistic. And then I find out it happened to you. And I'm like, no, oh, I guess not. Uh, or maybe they were a cream pant. But still on the white family. And a crew. A crew. Not to mention, no one ever told you shit about what you're getting your period would be like. So basically, you think you sat on, like, a nails, and now your vagina's bleeding. Little did you know, when you get home, your mom would announce to everyone you're a woman now. And, like, throwing your dirty underwear <laughs> around. Now, hoping, let's all, you know, and now I have to hope that she burned the underwear, but I'm sure she didn't. And I'm sure, like, it was washed and put back in my drawer, and I just didn't even realize it because my head's up my fucking ass. Anyway, I just have to be thankful that my mother has a memory like my own, and she doesn't even remember the last time I called, so she won't remember having to handle my dirty underwear. So imagine that now happening to every girl pretty much. Just pop, you get your period, you're in school, you don't know, what do you do? There's nowhere for you to go, there's no nothing for you to do, you can't get anything, well, blah, blah, what about blah. all the times you don't have to get your period for the first time, you could just get, get yeah. your period. I'm getting to it. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> or you, that's exactly right. That happened to me when we were on the radio, my brand new fucking jeans, oh, yes. and it was like gushing out, and, yes. that was that, and that was the only time that that had ever happened to me, mm-hmm. and of course, I... There, I had to go. The thing was to pay for a fucking yes. tampon. So what one does, if anyone's wondering, um, they fashion basically their own human tampon out mm. of paper towels that yes. are rough, and I make it into like a torpedo shape mm-hmm. and shove it as far up my pee hole as mm. as I can, mm. and then it basically is hanging out roughly into my underwear. Or it's like or, a cork. It's a cork. yeah. It's a cork. It's a it's a vagina cork. <laughs> yeah. Or one could uh, take an entire roll of toilet paper. And shove it in their pants so they're wearing like diapers. That is, that happens We've done too. That too. I yes. have had to do that numerous times. And then you're digging out toilet paper oh, from your meat. Yeah. For weeks. Yeah. Uh, and exactly, you have to dig. That is, that's right. Well, every woman or everyone who menstruates goes through something such as, and whether you're in school or just living anywhere, all women or biologically born women will menstruate and get their periods at a time and place that is unexpected and they don't have anything as in a tampon, a pad, or whatever to help them. Now, this is also just maybe you ran out of tampons or whatever the fuck. The fact is half the population is bleeding from their vaginas every month. And the fact that one, these products aren't free. Two, tampons and sanitary pads, gross, are seen as regular retail items and are taxed like anything else. Why do we call them sanitary pads, not maxi pad? Because that's like two eighties. I don't even. I don't know. Maxi pad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a maxi pad? Oh my god! Like I got my. I'm on the rag. Where's my maxi pad? On the rag. Where's the rags? I mean, there's so many. Di- I don't even even going through this and being like sanitary napkins, ew, or yeah, but yeah maxi like maxi pad, pad. In like, I don't, I have not used a pad. I think I haven't used a pad since high school. I have, and why? Uh, sometimes it just gets to a thing where like it gets too much in there, and I just need some. Let it to. I need to. I but just you, can't I've have never, anything in there. I've never seen any pads around. It's the um, panty liners. Yeah, but that's a panty liner, not a pad. Well, panty liner is the same. Okay, a panty liner. Oh, panty liner is a thin little liner. A pad is like a goddamn smelly, stinky <laughs> fucking pussy diaper, and it's disgusting. And they're hot. And yeah. I've been over like, I've been over a friend's house who've just had babies, uh-huh. so they don't have any tampons on hand. Um, and then you don't get your period for a minute after you have a baby anyway, and they don't want to be shoving anything in their ripped no, up hole. God. So they'll be like, oh, all I have is a pad. I'm like, go fuck yourself <laughs> and die. How dare you? Yeah. Well. Okay, I I, uh, I amend what I said. I've had panty liners so, so that I can sleep without a tampon in. Oh, yeah. Because it just gets to be uncomfortable. So, uh, but yeah, full pad. I couldn't tell you the last time I wore one. I mean, and then they have like started making them with like wings and shit. Now they're full. Thank God. Up. Well, then, uh, but then if you put the wing up, then you fucking rip your <laughs> lip off or your hair or whatever, if you have any. I mean, you know, just saying it's a fucking nightmare. The whole thing around your period's a nightmare. Okay. Yeah. It is a fucking living hell and half the population has to go through it, but we have to act like we're not going through it. And now I'm going to just quickly, just on a little side note, speak to the gentleman. Okay, look, I know there's a stigma with women and their periods and you can't stand it. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to have to get a box of tampons. It embarrasses you. You think it's gross. I don't mean every man, but how many I'm men? Russ Howard. I can't even okay. say tampon at the table. And he's like, oh, we're eating. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Exactly. Half the population is bleeding for you. Okay. Sorry. For you. 
and that is just the truth. It is the only way we're getting pregnant is because we're getting our fucking periods. So <laughs> now it's men's fault that we get our periods. I love it. <laughs> the fucking patriarchy is why we get our periods. Look, I, it, it might not be why, but making it way hard to have it is their fucking fault. Now, I just so I just say to you, I just say to you, if men got their periods you'd get a week off from school every month all the free dick plugs you could ever need and by the way not for nothing and let me be very blunt trigger warning trigger warning to the gentlemen out there who want to complain even more about women and their periods being a turnoff or being gross i'm half past give a shit with that and if i hear one more male person be grossed out by hearing the word tampon or being embarrassed or pollyannish about a woman specifically the woman in your life I don't want to hear oh, TMI. I don't want to hear it. TMI. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going near tampons. You know what? If you stick your dick inside a woman's vagina and fuck her and come inside her Jesus. or pull out and jizz anywhere on her, the only, and I mean the only acceptable response to hearing about tampons is yes, please. Tell me more. Can I get you some tampons? How many? What kind? And thank you. Just thank you. I love your bloody period, but I digress. Trigger warning over. I will say that condoms are free and abundant, but you can't find a, a girl birth control that's free and abundant. Condoms are free and abundant. And it took uh, it took a fight and it took time for that to happen, but they are free and they are abundant and they are everywhere and they are in schools, which is what this is about. It all starts in the schools for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it always starts in the schools, <laughs> like free condoms in schools and free condoms at Pride and free condoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it always starts in the schools because it's like the children. Well, now we're thinking about the children and their bloody vaginas. So when you think about getting your period in this country, we are beyond lucky to either be able to afford sanitary products or period products or even have them available to us. Imagine girls and women in certain countries where they have to sit over a hole in the dirt and just bleed or not go, not be able to go to school for a week because they literally don't have anything to stop or contain the bleeding. This is happens in many countries. Oh my gosh, I've never even thought about that. So, and it is a fucking living hell. That's and so sad. I'm surprised men don't have them arrested for that under Sharia law. But most importantly, imagine not being able to afford your period pieces because you're poor. What a fucking nightmare. I do think about homeless people. Ugh, me too. Or maybe you're just having a bad month and tampons will break the bank. They're not cheap. Whatever. I don't care if you're the Queen of England or Oprah, her goddamn self, and can mint tampons out of a tampon machine in your backyard. Every woman deserves free fucking period products, in my opinion. Yeah. It's corporate America exploiting our fucking... They're also taxed more than other things, and that was the whole point of that whole pink tax, is that women's products are, are taxed more, and that's a whole other issue. Women are half the fucking population. And since people are so obsessed with abortion and reproductive rights and sex and bleh, well, maybe they could be as interested in the other 99.9% .9 of a woman's life where she has to suffer every month with the debilitating and disgusting ordeal of her period. You know what could ease the irritation just a little if those products, like I said, were free. Well, it's not happening entirely, but I'm very happy to announce that California last week and Gavin Newsom, once again, who loves a bloody vagina, this lady lover of the times has signed into law that all schools, public and private, and the main California universities will make period products free and available to every single student. Wow. Oh, my God. I love how he went in on private schools, too. Genius. I think it's pretty self-explanatory why this is awesome, and I can only hope that every state follows suit. Condoms are free, like we said, so a woman doesn't get pregnant, which really just equates to so men don't get a woman pregnant. Or you can slice that any way you want it, but it is what it is. I'm not going to beat this dead bloody horse, but I love this so much. And California isn't the first place on earth to do this. Scotland, New Zealand, and Australia also offer free period products. I think that might have just happened in Australia because I remember hearing him being like, oh my God, that's so sick. Uh, well, Scotland was definitely in 2020. And I think it's all been in and around the last couple of years. So... There's also other American states, New York, Illinois, New Hampshire, and Virginia have access to vagina corks and stuff in certain schools. In California, it's far more sweeping than in other U.S. states, but we still have a long way to go. But for now, if you have a kid in the California school system, rest assured if they get their period at school, they don't need to hide in the bathroom, shove an entire roll of toilet paper in their underwear where they then have to pretend their balls are swollen. 
We should be working to make period products free across the board for every woman in school or not in school or on the street or whatever. Having your period is a fact of life and it's relentless. And this bill at its core says to women, we respect you. We respect your period. We understand this is half our population and we're not going to exploit a physical reality for more money. It's a first step of appreciating and supporting women. And I have to say, I appreciate it. I acknowledge it. I see it. I'm excited to see other states and countries follow suit. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. We do two a week every week. They're both an hour and we post them on Sundays. So you have all week to listen to them. And the last four in a row, we've been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> They're a dollar each, and when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free, timeless podcasts. If you want to hear one now to see what it's like before you commit, the link to the free episode is in the description of this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. The episode is called Windows Up Sing Time, and you can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. It's super easy. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We are trying to get to 2,021 reviews by the end of 2021. And right now, we are at 2,006. Oh, my God. So close. Wow. Thank you to all of the 14 listeners who went on this week and wrote a review, including but not limited to Bridge to NE, who gave us four stars out of five and said, one of the original 14. Longtime listener, longtime lurker. It's time to quit bugging and tell the world how much fun Julie and Brandy are. Informative, witty, and snarky. This podcast is just what everyone needs at least once a week. Perfect review. Still managed to make it mildly insulting by giving us only four stars instead of five. Great work, Bridge to Any. It's a subtle shade, but it's a strong one. Very strong. We welcome four star yes. reviews. Bring it the fuck on. Give us one star. Just get on there, get on your fucking brother's phone, get on your mom's phone, get on your grandma's phone and do the, just hit the stars, hit the stars. We need the numbers. We, and we, you know what? Let's soar past 2021. Let's soar past it. Mm -hmm. We're so close. And if you don't listen to us on Apple, good for you. We despise those money grubbing, gatekeeping, power mongering elitist assholes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we highly encourage everyone to live their best antitrust life. And as always, <laughs> it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And rescheduled at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> acting. Oh my God, I believed it. It is true. It's, it's true. not really acting. It's true. I mean, it is the truth. It's just reenacting. It's reenacting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. 
Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 